get the questions up now and we will make a start. So um, if you've got any questions, just let me know as well. If you're on on Facebook, Zoom, um, just let me know um, and we will get them up. So I'm just going to pop them up now. Um, so questions tonight are how much vitamin D should I take? Uh, how often should I weigh myself? Uh, fans said, yes, I'm a bit obsessed. Uh, Natty said the benefits of creatine before workouts. And is it advised that you take alongside electrolytes? And the other question was, um, what can I do about migraines? So some really good questions on that. If you've got any other questions, just let me know at any point in on here. So we're going to, we're going to tackle vitamin D first. Okay. So vitamin D, um, especially this time of year, like it's a public health recommendation to take vitamin D and, and you should 100% be following that. If you're not, the, the, the drawbacks of that are endless, if I'm honest. It's just a, a definitely something that is evidence-based to the max. Like think of every cell in your body like a car parking space, okay? And most and cells will have with it, if they require a certain nutrient or whatever, they'll have a car parking space reserved for that thing. And consider that most cells in the body actually have a car parking space reserved for vitamin D. So what does that tell you? Well, that tells you that vitamin D is needed by most of your cells in your body. Now, we don't know the extent of how it all interacts, but what we know is that it's in, it's associated with a reduction in SAD, so seasonal affective disorder, mood, injury risk, migraines, more on that um, shortly, uh, recovery, muscle wastage, bone health, gut health, which then goes into a whole new level, into IBS, to mood, I could go on. So if you're not taking vitamin D, that would be my first recommendation on that. Now, how much should you take? So the guidelines are minimum 400 IU, but even that is actually quite low. Like if you look in the research, like therapeutic amounts, if you look at, take the migraine literature, it's around 1000 IU to 4000 IU. So have a look on your um, capsules and your supplement if you've got them, um, because it's very difficult to get from diet. You would have to eat quite a lot of mackerel and oily fish, which is easy for me to do. I absolutely love mackerel as you probably know, um, but is quite difficult to get enough. Like eggs as well are another source. But apart from that, you know, you've got a little bit from mushrooms. You'd have to be, you'd have to be eating the egg, macro and mushroom diet, which is fine, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that, but you might want a bit of variety. Um, so vitamin D is a go-go. If you're not taking vitamin D already, 100% take that. Now, I hope that helps. Any questions on vitamin D? Uh, just let me know. So the next question, if you've got any questions, by the way, do comment below or just feel free to come in and just say them. That's it. So next question, how often should I weigh myself? I feel for this, we need the whiteboard out. We need the whiteboard for this. So I'm going to get the whiteboard out. Um, just give me a, uh, a thumb up if you can see my whiteboard or a, or a yes in the comments. Um, perfect. So how often should you weigh yourself? And, and I actually think that to an extent, 
And most people know this as well. And when I speak to people and they think, you know, I know what to do already, I just need to do it. I actually think this is one of the most important points here. Because if we take weight, we obviously know it's just one measure. Okay, it's one measure. And we are, uh, but it's so often seen as the measure of, oh, I just want to get that weight down. And, and it's still a measure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just going to sit here and go the other extreme and say the weight doesn't matter. But of course, if you're resistance training, consider it's going to go up and down. Now, let's say that you've got quite a lot of weight to lose and you're like, yeah, I just, I actually genuinely need to get the weight down here. You know, now it's a different conversation a little bit. Okay, so you need to get the weight down. Now, especially this time of year, you're going to see more fluctuations than ever. And quite often, I think, you know, when you've come from a background of doing every Weight Watcher Slimming World going, you might be into the habit of weighing yourself weekly, which is fine, by the way, I guess. But there's lots of, as long as you're aware of the errors in this in that your weight will fluctuate massively from a day-to-day perspective, let alone the time of day, let alone what you've eaten that day, let alone what you've drank, the weather, your fiber intake, your water intake, your caffeine intake, any allergens, any illnesses, stresses, sleep could go on. So you're going to see fluctuations, okay? And that's why when one of the biggest obstacles we see when people don't weigh themselves in a coherent and organized way is reactions. Reactions like, oh, screw this now. And then we go to the screw it. So let's say you wake up and you weigh two pounds higher. What the is going on? What is the point? And, And often our reaction to this is that I am choosing now to eat more, which from a logical point of view is bonkers, really, because we often choose to eat more and exercise less, which we know will make the weight potentially go up. So we go, you know what? Screw this. What's the point? It's not working. I'm just going to eat more, eat whatever I want. Screw this. I'm not going to hit my exercise today. Sod it. I'm not even going to go into the benefits of exercise independent of weight loss today bone density muscle strength independence as we age could go on risk of diabetes cardiovascular disease could go on cancers could go on so i'm choosing now to eat more we're basically what we're saying is and this sounds odd but when you put it down in writing if i have not lost the weight i may as well put on more Read that again. If I've not lost the weight, I might as well put on more. That's what we're kind of saying. Now, these the thing is, though, this fluctuation has caused this response. And what is a fluctuation? This could be water. This could be you've just eaten more the night before. And the thing is, I'm having more and more conversations with people, which is what we do as coaches anyway, in terms of reassuring and sharing this. And I want to get this down on paper and share it with as many people as possible. Because I think this is really important. Because for some reason, it's not really been taught or discussed ever, which is crazy to me. And and the more time I share this, someone always says to me, blimey, that just makes a bit more sense to me now. So this is a fluctuation. So when someone says, oh, my God, I put two pounds on. When was the last time you weighed? Yes, 
in my head, I'm like, well, it's not, it's not body fat. It doesn't really matter. It's not even body fat. You can't just put on, you would have to eat like an excess, an excess to put, this is to, to put on a pound of fat, like an excess of 3,500 calories above your maintenance for that to possibly be fat. And that would be one pound. So two pounds, if you think you've put on two pounds of fat in a day, that's 7,000 extra calories on top of your maintenance. And that's not including like exercise, which would hit a dent in that as well, which is, of course, ridiculous. So now, okay, how do you know when to really respond and go, oh my God, I am putting on fat here. And, and I'll just bring up, I had a chat with someone earlier and they, they were saying like, yeah, the weight's been, it was going down really well. And the weekend happened, I had a social event here, da, 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 here, here, here and everywhere, but I'm back to it today. My average weight is down 0.6 pounds this week. Amazing. It's down 0.6 pounds on average. And you've eaten out here. You had chocolate cake there. You went out for a meal there, restaurant there, Sunday roast there, da, da, da. And you're down on average. You could have easily just took that weight on the Sunday and gone, screw this, it's gone up a bit. But guess what? The trend is going down. If the trend keeps going down, even if you peak a bit at the weekend, the trend is going down. So if you lose a pound, put on half a pound at the weekend, fine, you're half pound down. Keep it going. Lose a pound, put on half a pound over the weekend. We keep it going. This is the power of average weighing. So now, and this sounds obsessive, but we're obsessed anyway. Now, and this is where I'm going to say you've got two choices here. You just don't weigh yourself. Maybe do it every three months or so. Get on with your habits, your food, your fitness, your focus, like we talk about um, in our Kickstart program, food, the fitness, the focus, in and amongst every day in Fruity Fit. I'm banging on about that as we all are. Or you weigh yourself daily. And like I said, although that sounds really like crazy, oh my God, what are we doing? It's actually not, it's less crazy. So you weigh yourself daily. I'll just use easy numbers, 100, 101, 99, kilograms or whatever, 98, 99, 98, 98. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you add them all up. and then divide it by seven, seven days in a week. That will give you your average weight. Then you can compare them. So then if you said to me, okay, my average weight, if you went, my average weight has gone up over the past two to three weeks. Now I would say, like by two pounds, now I would say to you, okay, we need to look at something here. Can you see how we're now making better informed, more intelligent decisions now? Okay, now let's have a look at your exercise. Let's have a look at your diet a bit more. Because if your average weight of the last two to three weeks has gone up, now we're going to look at something. Is it your response? Where are you at? Whereas if you're just responding and saying I'm two pounds up from yesterday, go back to it today. Say the average and let's go again. So, does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense um, in the comments on here. Does that make sense? Let's have a look, make sure we are all good. Hope that makes sense. Hey, Lorraine, how are we doing? Um, I'm a small box because you should be able to see the whiteboard. Can you see the whiteboard or not? Let's have a look. Let me just sign in. 
hopefully. Anyway, hopefully uh, the recording is is all on online, okay? Yeah, you should be able to see the whiteboard, okay? Hopefully. Can you see the whiteboard and the writing all okay? Yeah, perfect. Brilliant. So, on to uh, the next question. Awesome, Rain, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So, on to the next um, question on here, which was about migraines. So, the next question was about migraines. And, and I think when it comes to the migraine side of things, this can be quite a quite a crazy one quite a difficult one um and we can close that whiteboard and there's almost different stages here and i think what we need to to look at when it comes to this is where you're at right now with your diet and obviously always i'd say keep a food diary to start um have a little look where you're at at the moment and then we would build on build on that but there's a few stages of adding in here and we can add things in so let's let's take migraines for starters here the first level would be let's look at what we can add in rather than just strip out everything and we can go down that route but obviously that would require a lot of change if you went oh you're going to cut out this food this food this food this food and see how it goes because then you're probably going to go, oh, that's great. I'll start that another time. So my advice would be this. Number one, are you taking magnesium citrate? Are you taking magnesium citrate? If the answer is no, add that in. Let's see how that goes. The beauty of that is, is one thing you're adding into your diet. Keep everything else the same if you want. Go. How much? About 300 milligrams. Maybe you know, the research is like up to 600 milligrams a day. Just be wary that too much magnesium, though, um, can cause uh, diarrhea and stomach issues. So you might want to start at 300, see how you go. Maybe just increase it a bit if you want to with that. So are you taking that, number one? Number two, going back to vitamin D. Are you taking vitamin D? If not, again, you've got to be adding that in. And again, 1,000 to 4,000 are you a day. Um, There's no side effects of taking 4,000. So if you want to go straight to four, yeah, it's fine. The upper safe limit, according to the research, is 10,000 IU. So have a little look at that. So that's magnesium citrate, vitamin D, free here. Speaking of adding in, and this does go into Natalie's question a little bit about creatine, because not only is, although Natalie's asking from a performance point of view in terms of helping with the workouts, recovery, creatine's now been studied, studied a lot in brain health from Alzheimer's to memory to cognition to ADHD to concentration. Fascinating. And to headaches, migraines, and trauma. You know, if you think about sport, where a lot of the research came in initially for creatine uh, types of sport like rugby, fighting, boxing, they're being hit in the head a lot. And it's like, okay, how do you minimize headaches might like you know, from maybe traumatic hit to the head, you know? And what we can see here is a clear improvement in these symptoms from headaches to migraines. So again, creatine, 
How much around three to five grams a day is fine, no need to load or anything like that. Um, so in on there, definitely one that I'd recommend um, there as well. So there are things that I would add in as like a first line of defense, if you like, if you want to call it that, because I'm all for, for making sure that it's doable. And I think, let's face it, that is quite doable, I would like to think. And sometimes it's like, are you willing to do that? And I hope the answer is yes to that. Then you can go one step higher than that. Like, where's your omega-3? Are you taking omega-3? Are you having any oily fish in your diet? Then it goes into looking at what, unfortunately, you might have to take out of your diet. And again, I'm not going to go into everything today because I'll just confuse the hell out of you. If you start with them free and just take that and go and actually turn this off now, let me know how you get on in two to three weeks of taking that. I'll be really curious to know. Then you might want to try this. It was just to, number one, reduce the yeast in your diet. So that might be like bread, sorry, maybe certain grains that you have as well, pizzas. And it's not about being perfect with this. It's just, even if you reduce it, it's all spectrum. You might go, you might switch some of your carbs to more potato, rice, for example. And then this one, I'm so sorry, chocolate and caffeine, massive triggers for migraines. And in general, processed food is going to be a trigger. And again, another two to three weeks, then check in, but grouping these together. So magnesium citrate, 300 milligrams, that's 600 milligrams. Be fine. Increase slowly. Be wary of diarrhea, gut issues that can come with that. Vitamin D, um, yeah, between 50 and 100% of migraines caused by a vitamin D deficiency. Crazy. So start at 1,000 IU, uh, but up to 4,000 IU in the literature. Creatine monohydrate, three to five grams daily um, would be the starting point. <clears throat> and then you might want to look at iron, omega-3, and then reducing yeast um, content in your diet. Chocolate, caffeine, processed foods in general. So that that's a wrap in on migraines. Does that make sense? Any questions on that? Um, any questions on that? Does that make sense? Uh, Lorraine, does that make sense? Karen, does that make sense? On migraines, hopefully it does. <laughs> So uh, next question was from uh, Natalie. Let me get this one up. Now, this is more specific around creatine. So the last question tonight, uh, unless you've got any questions, um, Eleanor as well. Um, it is advised to do benefits of creatine before workout. So the benefits of creatine in a nutshell are that Creatine is a natural store. So creatine phosphate, you have this anyway. It's essentially an energy system in your body, in your muscles that allow you to run away from a lion, hit that quick burst, that quick burst, whether it's a sprint or whatever it is in terms of exercise performance. Now, I'm not going to go into all the benefits of creatine, but 
it's so well researched now. And like I said, it's cognitive health, recovery from exercise, performance in exercise, all of these benefits in on there. Um, muscle retention as we age, like so, so important. And essentially it boosts that, the replenishment of your energy on those quick bursts. So you only store so much creatine phosphate before your body switches into what we then call kind of more anaerobic, which that lactic acid feel the burn feeling. Then you've got the aerobic, which is more when you use oxygen. Um, hence why your, your intensity tends to go down as you start to tire a little bit. You know, you can't keep up that burn. You start to slow down. Your body goes into oxygen aerobic metabolism. But creatine phosphate will replenish that explosiveness a little bit. So you see benefits in in speed, in power, in, in movement, giving you that oomph. So they're the main benefits. Would would I take it with um uh electrolytes? So electrolytes, yeah, there's no harm in taking it with electrolytes. One thing with creatine, it does kind of degrade, if you like. Um, if you leave it in water too long, if you have it in hot drinks or anything like that, it's the only thing. So if I was having creatine, I probably wouldn't leave. It's a bit, a bit picky, but yeah, why not? It's been a bit sciencey, I guess. I probably wouldn't leave it in my water. If I had electrolytes, say, and I was sipping them throughout the day, I probably wouldn't leave electrolytes to find in there. But creatine may actually kind of lose its goodness, if you like, um, from just being in the water. So you may want to take a capsule or just neck it down in one when you have it with the water. So, uh, Lorraine, yes, I find uh, to caffeine, coffee, but had chocolate the other day and very bad headaches. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Lorraine. I really am. But the good news is, at the end of the day, it's worth it, right? If it if it improves the quality of your life, that's what we got to look at sometimes. You know, actually, as hard as it is, what's the alternative? It's going to be hard anyway, right? Having migraines, headaches. So I hope that helps on there. That's all the questions I've had. Any other questions at all? I'm going to take a swig of the drink. Any other questions tonight? And I hope you found that helpful. Obviously, we've hit the tip of the iceberg a little bit, and I think uh, we will delve into migraines, creatine, uh, vitamin D as well, in a bit more detail on our Thursday Q&As, where we delve into this in a lot more detail. Um, obviously, the Monday Q&A is here to, to really delve into your questions. And then Thursday, we take a lot of the questions and we delve into the research, the topic, the accountability of that. It's not often I have chocolate, but it has to happen sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's a requirement. <laughs> Brilliant. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining, Eleanor. Um, any questions, let us know. If you're on replay as well, let me know if you've got any more questions. Um, Karen as well. Brilliant. Have an awesome evening, and I will see you soon. Take care.